0: You're listening to Love Your
1: City. It's a Movement Australia podcast. We believe that communities can be transformed as a unified church in every city or town lives and proclaims the gospel into every sphere of society. We'll tell stories from where this is already happening. We'll dig into the Bible to better understand God's heart for cities and towns. And we'll discuss practical strategies. Because no matter where you live, a gospel movement can happen. Today I'm joined by a very special guest, Paulette Cairns. She is from a ministry in Australia called Rahab's Ministry. Rahab is a group of women who reach out to sex workers across Australia, offering them a lifeline of hope and restoration to those who are in the sex industry. They reach out to brothels, massage parlours and women that work on the streets in their area, as well as set up support systems in the area for those women who want to make contact with Rahab's assistance. Welcome to you, Paulette. Thank you. Great to chat with you. Now, Paulette, you're one of the founding members of Rahab, is that correct?
0: Yes, I am the founding member.
1: The founding
0: member. Wow. Yeah, nice. I started it in 2003. Yeah. So tell us how you started Rahab. Well, I, I, I was in Cambodia as a missionary and um, and I started to work with the girls, uh, the sex workers that were smuggled over the border from Vietnam into Cambodia and I was really drawn to work with sex workers and um, or women used for sex. And, um, but I needed to learn to speak Vietnam, uh, Vietnamese. And uh, so I I came home to Adelaide to start all that. But this woman said to me, Pullet, why don't you start something in Adelaide? No one's working with the sex workers here in Adelaide. And something like a coin just, uh, just, uh, it was like a coin dropping in my spirit, and it and it never left me. And I immediately started to um, find the sex workers that were on the streets. And then after a while, I got pretty bored with the girls on the streets. Not that I'm bored with them, but I I, I was speaking to one and then another, and and I wanted to reach them all. So I started to um, look for the brothels. And now in Adelaide, we're uh, in over one hundred. Brothels and massage parlors,
1: and we work with the street women okay. as well. Yeah, that's mind blowing. 100 uh, brothels, and I know uh, quite often I've spoken to people in our nation who love to go to Cambodia, Thailand, and and I say the same thing to them. Why aren't you helping the sex workers your own in your own city as well? I mean, let's yeah. let's do both, hey? Uh, yeah. And and quite often people get shocked that well, there's sex workers in my city. <laughs> Uh, And especially, I mean, in our city, we have one legalised brothel, but then there's probably another 10 or 15 illegal brothels. For you in Adelaide, you only have illegal
0: brothels. So how do you go about finding them? Well, um, it's really word of A lot of them are word of mouth. We used to go onto the uh, web pages, but they're not for the faint-hearted. And um, it's terrible because it's women advertising their sexual services and um, and you have to uh, be a member of these sites and it it got hard but it's really word of mouth someone will ring up and say hey Paulette I think I saw a really dodgy massage parlor the other day and so we've been in over 100 for years now Mm -hmm. so some closed down but we see another one open so um, so uh, I can't think of the ratio but we're in just as many massage parlors as we are in brothels because the massage parlours in Adelaide, are they're, they're in every suburb, you know, they're they corner brothels, you know, and uh, they look like a woman could go there and get a massage and she could, but men go there and get the bits and pieces done.
1: Okay, so they present as just everyday massage places yes. um, and usually they're quite often run by Asians, is that correct?
0: Chinese and Thai women.
1: Okay. Who may have been trafficked into our nation?
0: Yes, most definitely.
1: Mm. Again, that's hard to fathom. We, we don't always think that we have trafficked women. Um, so what do you do? Like, you know, say in, in one weekend you're visiting a hundred of these places. What, what do you do? What does an outreach night look look like for you?
0: Yes. Well, um, we have teams. We have volunteers, all right? So our volunteers come out on it. Tuesday during the day on a Friday night and once a month a Saturday. And, and it's with a leader in the car. And we often have a driver now. So uh, the drivers can be men as well. And um, and we visit up to, let's say, 10 to 15 places, any outreach. And we mm-hmm. take always gifts with us. Mm-hmm. And so they get a, um, a little bit of makeup or um, just women's products. Like we're always giving out women's products and um, just something to let us in the door. We can't go there with the Bible and just, you know, uh, give them the gospel message until we've formed a relationship with them. Mm-hmm. So um, sometimes it can take a while, but our, our secret is really just asking them if they would like prayer. Mm-hmm. And um, they do want prayer, but some say, no, 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 I don't need prayer. Don't pray for me. And then we just ask if they would, we would like them, if we would like, if they would like us to um, pray for their family, mm. and they often say yes. Mm. My mother's got a sore leg, or something like that, and, and that's a road in. Mm. So mm. it's very nice. I mean, it's not the easiest ministry because going into a brothel is you're going into another realm, you know, and um, and you have to be ready for that. And often reject, they can reject you. Mm. Like you've had quite a bit of favour in Toowoomba in that brothel, but we don't always have the favour, but we just override it, you know. We've got the be- we share the best news.
1: Yeah. And I think uh, you've just been consistent over a long time too, um, just turning up consistently and there's times where they'll let you in, other times they don't. But yeah. um, I think being yeah. con- consistent and prayerful is just really important. H- uh, have there been times where women have reached out to you wanting help to get out or um, just outside support?
0: You want me to tell you a story? Yeah. Uh, So one girl, she called me and uh, I said, yes, I'll meet her. So um, I met her in a a, a hotel. Sometimes a hotel is a better place than a coffee lounge. Mm. Because coffee lounges can be uh, uh, too crowded and and, and they want to open up a little bit, you know. So a hotel, you can get in a corner somewhere, a bit quieter. And they used to those environments, you know, um, so this girl asked if she could talk with me and she was from a very terrible brothel. It was run by bikies and, uh, what she had to do every day was just horrendous to her body. What men did to her. And I said, you can't go back, you know, and, um, I don't want to explain what they did to her. Mm-hmm. We're big enough to work out if it's pretty bad. And, um, and anyway, she said she had to go back into the brothel because they would just come and get her. And the whole time I'm talking to her, her phone's ringing, her phone's texting coming through, saying, where are you? Who are you with? You better come back now. You know, very violent mm-hmm. um, stalking situation. And anyway, she jumped in the car and she went back to the brothel. And um, I, do, I, I lost contact with her for about two months uh, because she wouldn't answer my phone calls. So two months later, she rang me and she said, I'm in trouble. And um, I said, where are you? I'll come and get you. Mm -hmm. So she allowed me to go and get her and we put her in a motel for a week. And uh, then after that, through that week, I was able to get into, into detox because she was a heroin addict. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, so she was detoxed, but unfortunately from detox, I got her into a rehab situation. But unfortunately, she ran away just before mm. I picked her up. Mm. And I said to the Glenside, it's called Glenside here, uh, the detox program. And I said to the staff, why couldn't you just hold on to her? You knew I was coming. And they said, we can't hold on to anybody. Mm. So that was a bummer. So, so I lost her again for a while. And then she rang up and she said, I'm in real trouble. And I said, well, you're going to have to stay, stay there right now until I can get you into a shelter so which took six weeks so she had to stay in. I said there's no more motels mm-hmm. and because uh, the motels even though they're cheap motels they're very expensive still you know yeah. still a 100 bucks a night so um and she did use it as a bit of a brothel sometimes <laughs> but because they're after the heroin yeah you know you you, can, you have to expect that you know you can't
1: you don't know, think they're just going
0: to be squeaky clean in the motel room anyway you just have to uh, bypass all that but anyway she eventually um went to the shelter and they really looked after her they were able to get her back on Centrelink and give her clothes and mm. she was such a desperate soul and um then she went into a boarding house which was a complete drug den and mm. she was able to say no to all those drugs mm. and um and they were just wooing her daily. Come on, we've got the best heroine, all that. But she was able to say no because she was so determined not to go back into that lifestyle. And then she um, went down to a a city that's south of Adelaide, that's where her mum was, and uh, she made peace with her mum and got a job and Mm. she was going really well. Mm.
1: And that's all because some Christian women have just been knocking on the doors of the brothel uh, yeah. leaving your card, giving them an option.
0: Yeah. And yeah. there is there is, we've had lots of opportunities yeah. where girls have come out, but often we don't know. Yeah, Often we don't know what happens. They're just not around anymore. Yeah. And it's because of the high PTSD level on them, which is post-traumatic stress mm. disorder, um, they can often go into country towns mm. and just isolate themselves. Uh, so... Yeah. yeah, but we we do have a lot of opportunities with women and seeing them and praying for them and Absolutely. taking them for coffee or whatever.
1: Yeah. And um, this this interview is going out through Movement Day here in Australia, which is really about churches working together for the flourishing of their city. And so if we're going to see our f- cities flourish, uh, part of that is reaching into the sex industry. It's, it's not for everyone. And um, obviously, yeah. I love that Rahab does great training and equips teams in their cities, as you have for us in Toowoomba. Um, yes. But I know for us, we um, yeah, we've been given great favour. We even have the manager of the brothels ringing up saying, I've got a girl who wants to leave. Can you come and talk to her?
0: Oh, that, see, <laughs> um, that's
1: fantastic. So it's just important because no one else out there is supporting these women. Um, no yeah. one does what we do. And so you and I both have a dream to see Rahab established in every town and city across Australia. Yeah. How, many, great. how many other cities are you in?
0: Um, right now, because we've lost a few, yeah. um, we're in 14, 14. but this, uh, as you know, this um, month we're starting in Mackay, Townsville, Sunshine Coast and Parramatta. Wonderful. So we're running online training. So we're setting that up now because of COVID. We're, we used to always fly in and train, mm. but because of COVID, um, we're starting online training. Yeah, that's... So.
1: That's fantastic, um, which is exciting. So it is
0: growing and and there's a lot of interest out there. Mm. It isn't for the faint hearted, but, um, you know, like even seeing the girls come back from outreach yesterday, um, you know, the ones that are going into the brothels, into the massage parlours, you know, I like to ask them, how did it go? And they're always saying that was the best because they're reaching into the dark places. And God has touched us to do that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It, it gives you life. These these girls that come back from outreach, um, they're invigorated. You mm. can tell God's all over them. Absolutely. And, and in the van, when we're traveling to these places, you can sense the presence of God in the van, and uh, it's just it's just great.
1: It it is wonderful and I've been doing it just I joined our Rahab team this year and it's the highlight of my week being able to go and I go into the strip club so you can go just doesn't have to be brothels um, if there's strip clubs if there's topless bars um, even in I know some of the smaller towns people say well we don't have anything but um, if you look in your local newspaper there'll be women advertising themselves and they're all new to town so i think it's just a phone call saying welcome to our town do
0: you want to have coffee yeah <laughs> so- that's right because they are there i think for, i'm pretty sure if there's over 10,000 people you'll have a brothel believe mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. there'll be someone or a group of women working somewhere i mean i even lived in a unit once that um men would come to my door thinking that i was you know i was a sex worker or something but then i worked out that the next door the girls were offering <laughs> their services so it's happening everywhere
1: absolutely well so they, um, and then the online world the online world of uh, the sex industry is the new red light district so um oh yes. they're, they're It's huge and online
0: a- is huge and as you know we need to tap into that texting that t- 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 texting ministry mm-hmm. but really for me i need to get someone that's interested in mm-hmm. interested in running that because they can have their own team of people just texting and they can work out who's texting where and, um, you know, and, and like you said, it's 40% success rate. Success rate. So it's very good, whereas yes. we're face to face.
1: Yeah, and that's powerful too. Well, thank you, Paulette. Thank you for starting Rahab and being obedient all those years ago. And I know um, now it's it's spreading around Australia and we want to continue to see it spread. So if you're watching this interview today and you feel like God is tugging at your own heart or maybe you know of women in your city that um, would love to do this ministry, please reach out to us. I'll put Paulette's email uh, along with this interview so you can connect with her direct and we can get you trained. And let's see uh, groups of uh, Rahab teams in every town and city across Australia to working as we're working for the flourishing of the kingdom of God in our cities. Thank you.